0: Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, Dallas Greenway continued our series, Choose Your Own Adventure, where we will be talking about four spiritual disciplines of living the Christian life. Dallas talked about how we can change the world today, not just someday. We looked at Matthew 25, verses 31 through 46, and how we can serve God by serving those around us, changing the world with one action at a time. Dallas challenged us to think about what we are passionate about today and what it looks like to have faith and action. We hope you enjoy this message. We've got week three this week of Choose Your Own Adventure, all right? And uh, I asked this a first service, and surprisingly, somebody had actually watched one of these. But has anybody watched or read a Choose Your Own Adventure book since this series started? Since it started. Or maybe you watched a Minecraft story mode. Nice. You guys have actually watched like a show or a movie on Netflix or something? Cool. Were they good? Some of them are kind of weird. Huh? You versus the wa- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have seen that. Um, Yeah, so they're kind of fun, right? You can find them on Netflix or whatever. But this series doesn't really have so much to do with that. Uh, The idea here of Choose Your Own Adventure uh, is that every single day, you and I have a choice of whether or not we're going to live in the way of Jesus and walk and follow him or not, right? And so that's what we've been talking about. Do you guys hear? Tommy, you got the music? There it goes. Guys, give it up for Tommy in the back. He just (laughs) cut that music out like a pro. Um, So Choose Your Own Adventure, this idea of every day you have a choice of whether or not to live in the way of Jesus, right? Um, So we've kind of been talking about some different ways that that Uh, plays out in our life. And so week one, if you remember, we talked about how life is so hurried, our culture is so hurried, and that really the way of Jesus is oftentimes a lot more slower paced, right? So you might remember the three S words, which that makes it sound really bad, I guess, but silence, solitude, and stillness, right? We talked about how each of us needs those things in our life in some way, shape, or form, and not just so that we'd slow down and take a breath, although that's part of it, Um, but we we need those things in our life so we can slow down and actually be with the Father, right? Much like Jesus was, we need... Some silence, uh, solitude, and stillness in our lives. Last week we talked about how our friends, our relationships, God actually uses those to grow our faith. And uh, this whole idea that your your friends, the people you hang out with, really are the type of people that you become, or the type of person that you become. uh, That's true. That's reality. And so hopefully you had some time this week to think through. Okay, what? who who are the people that i'm spending the most time with how are they affecting me and then maybe the the flip side of that is like and and what about you what kind of friend are are you what kind of uh person or direction are you leading those people towards becoming right so this week we're going to keep going and uh we are going to actually be talking about some of the problems in the world and what it looks like or or maybe to give you a push or some direction um towards what it might what it might be like for you to step into some of those problems. So what are some of the problems that you guys see in the world? What are some of the things that you see wrong? Let's, let's talk like on a, on a global scale. Like you might see this on, on TV. What are some of the problems that you guys are seeing out there? Anybody? Do you see any problems? JT? Coronavirus. Coronavirus. Nice. Really easy, right? That's happening like it but it is crazy to see the numbers keep jumping and who knows like what the numbers really are right like uh but yeah so kind of scary there's there's sickness uh in particular right now the coronavirus is really big so yeah like sickness illness let's kind of have that be a cover for a bunch of different things so nobody needs to name that anymore yep hunger yeah there's a lot of people who don't have three meals a day in fact there's a lot of people who struggle to get just one good meal a day right very very real uh Brokenness. Yeah, like money, right? Just money issues in general. But maybe they don't have enough money to pay for uh, some of the health needs they have. First service said Tom Steyer as well. Are you guys just mad that he has so many ads on everything that we watch? <laughs> so, not necessarily Tom. I mean, he maybe he's a good guy. I don't know, but his ads are definitely a problem, right? Terrorism, yeah, on a global scale, terrorism sometimes that comes closer to home than we uh, than we would like, right, but it's a huge issue globally, yep Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi, okay, so let's just i'll get just like I did for coronavirus let's just give a general politics okay or a problem, whether you're on you know one side or another or somewhere in the middle, no matter who you are, if you think that politics are are not broken you are wrong right politics we have to all agree they are broken in some way shape or form uh there are you know our government is is made up of broken people because we're all broken right so and that leads to plenty of brokenness in politics dalton i'm worried about what you're going to say global warming there you go global warming (laughs) stop now you sound like tom steyer i got two words for you america i built a bank wait that's i built a bank yes What is it? Hold on, guys. I can't hear Owen. Wildfires. Wildfires. Yes. Did you guys know that the wildfires in the Amazon and Australia are still going on? Did you know that? But there's no coverage. There's no coverage. It's crazy. One more, Connor. What is it? Drugs, yes, there's a huge drug uh, problem, and really you could call it like an epidemic, right, that is all over the world. So those are problems, yeah, we see worldwide. They're problems we see all over the the TV, right, or if you start to look anywhere on the internet, you'll find plenty of articles and videos on them. Let's talk like closer to home. What are some of the issues that you guys see? Closer to home. And I'm not asking you to like spill your guts and tell us what's wrong with you, right? Or your family. But what are some of the things that you see in the families around you? Some of the things that you see in your schools, some of the things just that are closer to home, maybe not so global. Yeah. Yeah. Morals and ethics, there there's some some morals that are definitely messed up in this group, right? Hey boys, calm down. Remember you're supposed to be our, our leaders up here, right? Yeah. Peer pressure. Very good. So, and, and in particular peer pressure that leads you in the wrong direction, right? Ashlyn. Uh, gossiping. gossiping, bullying. Good. Connor. What is it? Arguing. Yep. Owen sports. Is that what you said? Oh, divorce. Sports can be a problem too. Yeah. Divorce. Very real problem. Nick. Get out. Stop. Uh, because of what Wes, or because of what Nick said, I'm not gonna call on Wes. Okay, uh, last one, Samantha. Younger brothers. Okay, I shouldn't have called on Samantha either. I guess, <laughs> but you could say like just some family brokenness, family arguing, right? All right, well, that was the last one. So here's here's my point. There's a lot of problems in the world. Like again, in the same way that if anybody looks at politics and think politics are run very well. You're fooling yourself. In the same way, if you look at the world and think that everything is rainbows and unicorns in the world, right, and everything's okay and nothing's broken, you are living absolutely in a fantasy world, right? There's a lot of problems. There's a lot of issues. And maybe at times you are overwhelmed by the reality that there's so many things going wrong in the world to the point that you're like, what, like, what are we supposed to do? What's anybody supposed to do? And maybe every now and then you start to ask yourself, what am I supposed to do? Um, here's the reality. At some point, Jesus is going to come back, right? Like we we know, if you if you are a Christian, if you are a believer in here, um, then part of what we believe is that Jesus is right now sitting at the right hand of the Father, uh, interceding on our behalf, talking to God about you and me. But that at one day he's going to... Uh, Come back, like he's going to come back, and he's going to make everything uh, sad happy and everything wrong right. He's he's going to completely turn everything uh, that's been broken and and make it whole, right? He's he's going to do that. But what about in the meantime? Like, what are we what are we supposed to do? Is there anything that we're supposed to do? I I actually think that, and we see this all all in the scriptures where. What 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 is supposed to happen with these problems? What's supposed to happen with the brokenness? What's supposed to is anything supposed to happen? Is anything supposed to change or do we just wait until Jesus comes back? God's God's plan his desire for his kingdom to move forward for things right now that are broken and sad to be pushed towards or or maybe even made whole or happy? His His desire is for that to happen through you and me. That all of the, the needs that we've seen, like, yeah, we're, we're, we're probably not going to ever, we're never going to live in a world that is completely uh, whole, right? Like, that's not going to happen until Jesus comes back. But in the meantime, part of our task here is those same things that break your heart, those same things that, man, I just wish somebody would step in. Like, you just keep saying that every time you see that on TV, those are the things that God wants to use you and use me to actually do some work in, right? And we're, we're actually going to see that in Matthew chapter 25, if you want to go ahead and turn in your Bibles there. But so some things I want you to, to realize in this, one, it, it's a question that I want you to ask yourself, is what are, what are the problems in the world that break your heart more than others, like what are the problems in in the world that break your heart more than other problems? So it's something that you just can't stop thinking about. It's something that you can't get your mind uh, to to shut off about, or something that every time you see it, maybe you get more emotional than the person next to you. It, these are these are. This question is, hey, what are the problems that to you are, are like the biggest, the forefront problems in your mind? And what are the problems that for you, they're bigger to you than other people, right? This is not so much an answer out loud question, but it's it's just a question that I want you guys to think about. And then maybe take it uh, down and, and start to apply it to yourself. And w- what if what if God is asking you to step in where you see that problem? And you might be saying, me, like, Really, little old me, like, I don't think you understand. Like, you haven't seen my grades, or do you remember that I'm in middle school, right? And here's the reality about the Bible. Yeah, we, we know all of that. But probably over half of the people in the Bible who are like, quote-unquote, heroes of the faith or heroes of Scripture, they were teenagers. Maybe you don't realize this, but the people that Jesus called, the disciples, the 12 disciples, were teenagers when they were called, in fact, the only one who was, who was probably married was Peter, because it talks about him having a mother-in-law, right? And he was maybe about 20. But all the other disciples were teenagers, 13, 14, 15, and up. Isn't that crazy? Daniel, right? Daniel, who gets taken into captivity, into Babylon, and his, his three friends, his, his veggie tail friends, right? Rackshack and Benny, they all were teenagers. And yet they stood up against King Nebuchadnezzar. Like, there's so many people, I could keep going, who were teenagers. The point is, God can use you to do great things even as a middle schooler. And maybe you don't feel that because a lot of times the rest of the world doesn't seem to believe in you, right? They don't think you're capable of great things. They barely think you're capable of keeping up in school, right? But maybe you've heard us say this before. If not, uh I'm sorry that this is the first time, but we here at FG students, whether you're in middle school or high school, we, we believe that you guys can change the world. And not one day, not like oh, after middle school, like get your middle school degree first and then you can change the world, right? And not even after high school, like, well, get, at least get a diploma or after college. That's when most people seem to think that you guys need to wait to actually do something in the world. No, we believe fully that you can do something right now. You can change the world today, not just someday, right? You, as a middle schooler, can change the world today, not just someday. And no, it n- might not mean that now the world knows your name and you've got a, a couple million followers on social media and you've made a million dollars. It might just mean that you start with the person in front of you. But if, if you're not able to see that that is A part of changing the world, then you're missing it. So God may have some of you, like you do something crazy and and it starts to be reported all over the news, but but many of us, God's called us to change the world in small ways right here at home. So let's read in Matthew chapter 25, verse 31. And we're actually gonna see Jesus kind of splits into two groups of people, those who serve and meet the needs or try to go after the problems that we're talking about this morning and those who don't, right? When the son of man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. So this is talking like end times or like maybe at the end of our lives, right? And verse 32 says, before him will be gathered all the nations And he will separate people from one, uh, one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. All right. So in this instance, I know that goat can also be an acronym for greatest of all time. Right. Uh, But the reality is what Jesus is talking about here. It's not good to be a goat. Okay. you're going to see why in a minute. Verse thirty-three says, and he will place the sheep on his right. So you all are the sheep over here. Okay, congratulations. But the goats on the left, so pretty much like Carson over, okay, we're going to say is the goats, just because I think it's kind of funny. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, sheep, come you who are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. As you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. So the sheep, people on the right, that he's talking to, right? He says, hey, your faith was shown in the fruit of your life. Your faith was shown in how you lived out life and in how you cared for the needy, how you answered the call to meet the problems that were in the world. And get this, Jesus is saying here, in serving the people who had all the problems that we just listed off, or even some of those people, in serving people, you are serving God. In serving an individual who maybe looks nothing like what you think God looks like, right? And this doesn't actually mean that they, they are God, okay? But he's saying, when you serve those people, you are also serving the king of the universe. Let's keep reading. So those are, those are the people who take their faith and actually live it out and serve. But there's another group of people, those on my left, right? Carson, cut out the girls back there, all these mostly boys over here. Ladies, you're, you're really over here with the sheep, okay? It's all the boys that are, that are good. Then he will say to those on his left, listen to what he says, depart from me, you cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me naked and you did not clothe me sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they will answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? They've got it wrong. They think it's all about, well, no, no, Jesus, we never actually saw you. Like if we had seen you, then we would have treated you rightly. Probably because of, in the end, what it means for them. And, man, I want to make myself look good before God. That's not what Jesus is getting at here. Then he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do, to one, do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. See, Jesus here, he's talking about something that we also read about a couple weeks ago in the book of James, in James chapter 2, right? Faith without works is dead. If you are a believer, if you are someone who is following God, It's going to show in your life. Really, it's kind of what we've been talking about in every week of this series, that your life will look different from the lives of those who do not follow Jesus. If you are one of his, if you are one of the sheep, so to speak. And one of those ways that our lives will look different is to engage with the people who desperately need help, who desperately need Jesus. And when we do, when we serve those people, we are serving our king. That's a pretty interesting thought. That's a pretty cool thought. So what is it for you? What is it that breaks your heart more than the other issues in the world? You know, I was thinking this week, and the reality is that there are some politicians who go into politics because because the way the political system is set up, the way the structure is set up, they believe it's broken and they want to fix it. Maybe God's called you to engage with that in some way, shape, or form. For all of us who are on student staff, you know, we, we get to, like, this is our full-time job to think about you guys and pray about you and plan events for you and messages for you and Sunday mornings and Sunday nights and all that, all the stuff that we do, like counseling and all this stuff, and the reason that all of us on student staff do it, you want to know part of the reason, is because God has broken our heart for you more than he has for other people, or or more than he has done in other people. Not that when we look at you, we just see a a sad group of people, right? But like I said before, there are so many people, and you guys know it, who do not believe that great things can come from you. In fact, they don't believe you can change the world, because some of them actually believe that you're going to be the ones who end the world, right? It's true, and you guys feel it. But all of us on student staff and all of your volunteers who lead a small group for you or sit behind the tech booth or lead up here musically or whatever they do, we believe that God can do good things through you, can do great things through you. That he wants to. We, we believe in you. And so we volunteer. So we give our lives to it. So we work full time for it. Because God has broken our heart in some way for that. You look at organizations like Tom's who make shoes, right? They, their heart was broken in a different way that said, hey, we are so heartbroken over people who do not have a good pair of shoes. I guess you can call Tom's a good pair of shoes, right? But, and so they would sell a pair of shoes to, to us and then they would take some of that profit and take it and, and give another pair of shoes away to people. There's people who go on mission trips to build wells in in Africa and places like that that don't have clean water because their heart is broken over those who don't have clean water. There's people who volunteer in in kids ministry, and some of you, it's you in this room, and you volunteer in kids ministry because you realize that somebody was influential in your life when you were a kid, and now you believe that it's important for you to do the same thing for others because your heart breaks for the kids who may not have anybody to look up to. I honestly tried to find a video that I was gonna play this morning that would show like a, a kid who is doing great things or a teenager who is doing great things and I couldn't pick one. Truthfully, there were so many. I wanted to make like the whole sermon be these inspiring stories where where teenagers, people your age are are volunteering at hospitals or nursing homes or soup kitchens or homeless shelters or they're just they're, they're tutoring kids who are younger than them or they're just being a good big brother or big sister to somebody in their neighborhood who needs it. What is it that breaks your heart? More than other things. What are the things that when you see it, you can't stop thinking about it? What are the things when you see it, maybe more than anything else, you're like, I wish somebody would do something. There's countless stories of kids who, even though maybe they couldn't be the one to go on that mission trip, they stayed home and literally raised hundreds of thousands of dollars so that good things could happen across the world that they may never even be able to see because their heart was broken. God wants to use you and use me in a major way to serve the needy, to solve some problems, to be a change in the world and a change in somebody's life. Do you believe that? Do you believe that, that he could actually do something great within you? What, what is it that breaks your heart? What, God might, what, what, what might God wanna do with that? What next step might he be calling you into? We truly believe that you were made to change the world, not just someday, but today. Sometimes people call you our, our future, but we believe that, yeah, you, you'll be there in the future, right? But, but you're also like our now. You're present right now, and you can make a difference. We're going to talk about that more in small groups. Let me pray for us. God, thank you so much that you have called us into this adventure of a life, that as we see needs around us, as we see people who desperately have, have physical needs and mental and emotional, um, God, they, they also are people who have a great spiritual need, and you have sent us to, to meet the physical needs, meet the things like, that are tangible, but also to be a part of spreading the good news of the gospel to meet a need that is spiritual and deeper than, than we will ever be able to fully comprehend. So help us, God, help us understand ourselves and the way we're wired and what breaks our heart maybe more than somebody else's, and help us know uh, maybe some next steps to take to move towards standing in that gap for somebody, just like you have stood in the gap for us. We love you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.